Are you trying to figure out life, goals, God, and everything in between? Well, guess what? You're not the only one. My name's Michelle Nicole, and I'm the founder of God Distracted. And on this podcast, we're going to talk about how you can minimize your distractions and get more God Distracted. Let's talk about the areas of business, life, love, God, and how they all intertwine to make us who we are. So if this is something you're interested in, make sure to tune in. Talk to you soon. Hi, y'all. Good morning. I am, so like I say, I feel like I have re-recorded this intro about 10 times. And then God had to get me a check again and say, Rachel, just do it. Because y'all know I have a podcast on here with my struggle with perfection. And I am struggling with that right now, y'all, at least with this recording this morning, because I am always so adamant on making sure that whatever I share, especially with this, the word of God, that it is done right and that it is done in order and God saying, just do it. So welcome to the God Sharked podcast. Today, we are going to talk about God giving me calls to action to get myself back and not even back, but to realign myself with the purpose he has given me. And I say that because sometimes it seems like I I go off track, you know what I mean? Just like everyone else, like if you think of like a, I'm thinking of like a um, racetrack or a track that people walk on or run on or whatever to call guys, I don't know sports outside of football, but um, I'm the one that can walk on the track and then I'll see something, I'll be like, oh, what's that? Or I'll see someone else starts talking to them or get distracted very easily. And my distractions right now have been taking over my life. And God saying, ah, let's get this realigned. And so earlier this morning, I kind of got woken up. Not even kind of, I got woken up from the Holy Spirit because I've been praying and saying, God, something just is feeling off with me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I know what I'm supposed to be doing and I know how to do it. But lately, I've just been allowing my distractions to get the better part of me and my flesh to take over because... I just don't feel like it. I'm just being honest. And God says to me, he always reminds me of the phrase, feelings are not facts. And I used to listen to an amazing, I don't think she podcasts anymore, but an amazing um, podcaster. And she had cups and she used to say that all the time, feelings are not facts. And I couldn't understand what it was at the time because I felt like it was invalidating my feelings. And, but no, it's not. That's not the case. It's just aligning them with the facts of whatever's going on in your life. And when it comes to us aligning that with the word of God, God saying, yeah, you may feel that way, but that's not the fact of the matter. You may not feel like you want to do whatever it is you're supposed to do. But the fact of the matter is I called and destined you and purposed you to do it. So we're going to get it done. And I think that that's important for us guys to really, really ponder on, right? Because sometimes we're taught that our walk with God is supposed to feel like rainbows and butterflies, and you're always supposed to feel this way. So if I don't feel the urge to get up and pray, if I don't feel the urge to read my Bible, if I don't feel this or feel that or feel that, that you're not, like, not that you're not supposed to, so let me rephrase that, that you just don't, you know what I mean? Like, it's supposed to be a feeling. That's not always the case. Sometimes you will feel that. God will give you the yearning And sometimes, guess what? You don't feel that way, but you still have to do it anyway. Because the fact of the matter is, 
God is still God, regardless of how you feel about anything that day. And so even when you're feeling melancholy or you're feeling tired or you're feeling not, God is still God. He's still ministering to us. He's still there for us. You know what I mean? We should still be able to push through those feelings and take captive those thoughts and those feelings and say, you know what? I may feel this way, God, but you are still God. I may feel this way, but I am still chosen. I may feel this way, but guess what? I'm still a child of God. I am still justified and redeemed. So this is what I'm saying. When you're feeling something, you have to counteract it with the word of God and who God is because it will help you get through that. And so this morning, I kind of said, God, I'm feeling I'm feeling off. And God said, that's because you didn't get up and pray like I told you to, which is why when I get up and prayed, I can see the three action <laughs> calls to action he gave me. And those three calls of action that he gave me to get myself back to where I'm supposed to be so that my distractions aren't taken over. But um, my call and purpose is, was obedience, discipline, and self-control. Obedience, discipline, and self-control. And those are the three calls to action that God gave me. It kind of dropped on me like a bomb. Not that I haven't heard those before, but he said, this is why. Your distractions and the things and your flesh is taking over your life because you haven't gotten alignment with your obedience, your discipline, and your self-control. So let's get that into alignment so you can get back into where I need you to be. And so if you know me, I'm going to drop some definitions on you for each word and then align them with the word of God. And so let's start with obedience. The definition for obedience is compliance with an order, request, or law submission to authority. And the things that stuck out to me with that definition is submission to authority. God is calling us to obey him as as he is our authority, right? To submit to his authority and to obey him so we can understand what it is he has called us to do. I talked a lot on my podcast about what God has called us and purposes to do because he called each of us to do something. We all have a purpose and a calling in Christ. It's just that we have to get into obedience and submit ourselves to the authority of him to understand what that is. And even if you understand what that is, you have to submit yourself to obedience with him in order to walk in it so they can actually grow and manifest itself into what God wants it to do, right? So if we call out to our children because we want them to come to us, God is saying the same thing. I need you to understand that You have to obey me so you can listen to my call. So when I call you to do it, you'll be able to understand who I am and come to me so we can get you into alignment so they can work. Got it? All right. The second call to action God gave me was discipline. So once he gets us into um, alignment of obedience with him, now he could discipline us. And get us to be more disciplined. Sometimes I'm asking God to discipline me and I'm not even obeying him. How can he discipline me if I haven't even submitted myself to his authority? We're skipping steps here. And so the discipline is where we got to be like, okay, God, I'm obeying you. And I've gotten to that, that, um, that rhythm of being obedient to you in this season of life. So now that I'm obedient, God, now discipline me so that I can I can um, walk in that calling, discipline me. So those rules that I submitted myself to through your authority that you're teaching me, I'm now able to 
do, and I'm disciplined enough to put them into action. And so the definition of discipline is the practice or training of people to obey rules (laughs) or codes of behavior. This is why when God, thank you, Lord, this is why when he says, get up and listen to him, he will drop knowledge on you because he gave me these words in this order. Obey discipline and self-control. So it makes sense now that he would give me obedience first because we look at that definition where it was um, submission to authority. And the second word he gave me was once you obey, now I could discipline you, which is basically to obey the rules and codes of behavior of the (laughs) submission of authority that you just did. Um, And then the third word he gave me was self-control. And so he's saying, once you're able to obey, then I'm able to get you into an order of discipline where I can discipline you. And this is when it feels like you're going through like a, let's just call it boot camp for, for whatever it is. You know what I mean? Where you're like, okay, now I'm getting ready, God. Like, let's go. And he's like, okay, I'll discipline you. So now that you got up to obey and hear my calling, now you got to be disciplined to do it every day. So if I wake you up at six o'clock every morning and you listen and you obey and you get up and actually listen to my calling, now I'm going to discipline you that I'm going to get you for 30 days just going to wake up and do it and let's get it disciplined and let's get you in order. And then self-control. And self-control is the ability to control one's emotions, desires, or the expression of one's behavior. So once he gets us to obey his calling, Then he disciplines us to follow the rules of that obedience calling. Then he allows us to work on our self-control because it's the self-control that actually allows you to control your own flesh that says, I am going to get up or I am going to do this for 30 days. Excuse me, or I am going to listen to what God is saying. It's that self-control. And I can honestly say that in each of these areas at this season in my life, I am struggling at certain points of all. You know what I mean? the obedience to get up when God tells me and calls me, the discipline to do it where I may do it today, but I don't have to be disciplined to do this every single time he calls me, not just today. And all right, well, okay, I did it on Saturday. So if he, uh, I know God's going to want me to do it again tomorrow, but since I did it today, maybe I just won't do it again until Wednesday. No, (laughs) the discipline to do it all the time and the self-control to actually control my flesh that says I want to sleep longer and not understanding if God is a bread of life. If I get up, he's going to give me the energy to sustain my day. And so I'm going to give you some um, Bible verses on this because then I want to give you the fourth word he gave me that really put everything in perspective of this. And so just get your pen and pencil, write some notes in your iPhones or if you're Android user, you know, (laughs) That was just a quick joke, but I love y'all anyway. Um, But obedience. Let's get into it. Luke 11, 28 says, um, bless you, me. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and obey it. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and obey it. So he's saying like, you can't just hear my word. You have to obey it. So when I said earlier today, look at God. When I said earlier today that we hear him call us. The hearing of the calling, he's saying, you may hear me call you, but you got to obey the calling. Look at God. Thank you, Lord. That was a revelation right there. This is how good he is. You may hear me call you, but you have to obey the calling. 
Blessed are those who hear the word of God and obey it. We have to obey the calling that God gave. That just gave me chills. Thank you, Lord. Hear the word of God and obey it. The second um, Bible verse I'm going to give you on discipline is Hebrews 12, verses 5 through 11. For the Lord God disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you have to endure, for God is treating you as sons. Thank you, Lord. God is saying that that practice and that training and that obeying that I'm I'm training you to do, I'm disciplining you to do. And not just discipline where, you know, we think of we we discipline our children or we discipline our whoever in our lives that we, you know, that we can have the authority to discipline and so that they we can get them in order that so that we can train them for the world that may come at them you know no don't do that but let's do this let me discipline you and let me get you into this practice of understanding who you are in me so that way when you get sent out into this calling into this to whatever it is as purpose into the world you're disciplined for what's going to come at you you're disciplined enough to be like, ah, ah, I already know that. Mm-mm. You're disciplined enough that if you do this for 10, 35 days, whatever it is, you're setting up a practice of discipline that can't be penetratable. Pene- People can't penetrate it. <laughs> and so then self-control. The Bible verse that God gave me on this really had me go like, wow, God. And self-control, you think of, pro- I mean, the Bible verse is Proverbs 25, verse 28. And it says, like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. Like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. It's like saying, if you lack self-control, you have just opened up your whole self. For anything to come through, anything to come in and ravage you, ravage your spirit, ravage your body, ravage your mind, ravage your emotions, if you lack that. Because to lack self-control is the ability to be able to control one's emotions, desires, expressions, behaviors, any of that. So when we're lacking in that area, we literally allow the enemy to come in because he's going to be like, oh, good. Oh, like Shell has self-control in that area, but she don't have it in this area. So let me go in because it's like... A city without walls, let me go in and do whatever it is I got to do in that area. So we have to gain self-control in whatever area you're lacking. And I hear God saying that really strong. If you lack self-control in whatever area it is, get control of it. Take captives of those thoughts. Understand that what you feel is a fact. Align that fact with the word of God and get control of that. Because that's where the enemy is attacking us at. That's where he can come in and say, "Mm, I got her. Cause she don't like lacks, you know. Can, she doesn't have control in the area of wanting to sleep over wanting to obey God. So I'm gonna just keep hitting her with that. Oh, you know what? It'll be so good to just sleep in today when God said get up. Oh, self-control in that area of that relationship. Mm, I got it because she can be, have control in these areas. You can have control of your finances. You can have control of your friendships. So that relationship, I'm coming in hard because you don't have no control in there. And I got you all tied and bound up. God is saying, get control of yourself because without control of self, we can never walk in our calling because the minute that something happens and those emotions and those feelings and those desires, and those expressions, and it comes in on that, you're done. Cause now you're so 
immersed in this and lack of control of self that the obedience and discipline just really went out the door, right? And so we want to really, really look at what areas of our life we have to get control over. And so the three words again, guys, obedience, discipline, and self-control. Please write that down. Please kind of study these Bible verses and really kind of think about what areas is God calling you into obedience in? What areas he's trying to discipline you in? And what areas is he trying to get you to have self-control over? Because he told me straight up when I wrote it down and wrote it out and said what areas I need to work on, he said, because guess what? When you align these three areas and when you choose to do what you want to do in these areas, when you choose not to obey me, when you choose to basically push away my discipline, and when you choose to really kind of not have self-control over yourself, guess what we're lacking? Full trust in God. And he said, that's because you're not trusting me. Because when you trust me, you're going to give all these things over to me. But when you don't trust me, you're going to do it all on your own. And trust, the definition of that is the firm belief in the reliability, truth, and ability. I'm sorry, the firm belief in the truth, ability, and strength of someone. It's the confidence and dependence of someone. To fully trust God is to say, God, I believe that everything that you say is true, that your ability to take care of me is real, that your strength, that your confidence, I'm dependent fully on you. And he said, when you choose to not obey me, when you choose to lack discipline in what I'm trying to discipline you in, and when you choose to lack self-control because you want to do your emotions and your flesh over me, is it really showing how much you truly trust God and how much we truly have faith in him because we want ourselves over him. So he's saying, "Mm mm-mm. Get aligned. Do these calls to action. Get into action with what I'm telling you to do so that way you can truly, fully understand what it is to trust. And the Bible says that we're supposed to trust in the Lord with all our might and lean not on our own understanding. When we do that, then we can acknowledge him in everything that we do, and then he will align our paths. So when you think about that, when you think like, am I really truly trusting God if I don't want to obey him? Am I trusting God if I choose not to allow him to really perfect and discipline me in the areas he wants to discipline me and discipline you um, both in disciplining you in structure and disciplining you on your behavior and self-control? Am I really truly trusting God when I don't have self-control over myself? Because really, who I'm supposed to give it to is God. My self-control should be given to God. I say, God, I am struggling in this area. So I need you to help me get self-control. I need you to help me take captive of these thoughts and take control of them so that way I can align them with you. And God's saying, once you get in alignment and all that, then you'll understand what it's like to truly trust and truly understand who I am. And so let's take it a little bit, another step further, a little bit deeper. God said to me, when we think about a trust and you think about it in a way of like, um, a beneficiary, right? So a beneficiary is someone that receives something from a trust. If someone puts a trust, a will, whatever it is, the beneficiary is who receives that. God said, you are a beneficiary of my trust. And so the definition of beneficiary is a person, we, who basically gets, um, I'm sorry, I'm reading this guy, so I'm reading the definition. It's a person who, God said, we are the people who gets the advantage of eternal life, 
from someone, which is Jesus. Um, and so the definition of beneficiary is a person who derives an advantage from someone or something, um, whether it is life insurance or things like that. God said, you are the beneficiary of my trust. My trust is that I went and sent my son down. I wrapped myself in flesh as someone who died for your sins. So that, that, that act of God on the cross and the act of him who literally died for our sins as our insurance policy. And we get to become the beneficiary of that trust and that God who loved us so much. And he said, you are the beneficiary of my life that I died on the cross for you. Therefore, you get to be the beneficiary of everything that I'm giving you, this, this love, this eternal, this eternal life, this faith, this graciousness, this mercy, everything he's given us because we're the beneficiaries of that trust. He's saying, but in order to get that, you need to get yourself aligned. You need to get disciplined. You need to be in obedience. You need to get control of self. And so that's what God gave me today, these calls to action. Um, He's been constantly, when I tell you, I have notes after notes after notes of just him telling me all of this. And I'm so happy that God is allowing me to be able to head this platform to share it with you. So if this is something that, that you are resonating with, just take some time to thank God and pray and just ask him to consistently and continuously help mold you in these areas, help you in these areas. And I'll be praying for you as you pray for me. Um, because we all in this together, y'all, we all are in this together. You are my brother and sister in Christ. I love you so much. And Father God, I just continuously pray right now, Father, for anyone listening to this, Father, that if you sent them here to listen to this and they are struggling in these areas, Father, that these calls to action become a way of life for them, Father. I pray right now, Father, that you break any ties any bondage, anything that's keeping them from walking forward in you, Father. I pray for obedience over them, Father. I pray for discipline. I pray for self-control, Father. I pray right now, God, that you just send out your Holy Spirit, Father, that your Holy Spirit continuously guides us, continuously takes over in those areas where we're lacking, Father, and continuously gives us strength in the areas where we are weak. I thank you for every listener. I thank you for every brother and sister in Christ, Father. And I continuously ask you, Father, for just the yearning, loving, forgiveness, and mercy that you so graciously give to us now and forevermore. In Jesus Christ's name, amen, amen, and amen. And thank you for listening, guys. Love you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.